Hi, I'm Alexandra Roxo, your host of the Holy Fuck podcast. I've created this podcast because I want to explore how the mystical touches us in our everyday lives, how the sacred and profane move together like two sides of the same coin. I found that in modern spirituality, we often separate the sacred and the profane. We look at certain things as being holy and good and others as being bad. And I've actually found that the most magical part of life is finding the divinity, the healing, and the transformation in all of it. In this podcast, you can expect to hear stories from people on all sorts of walks of life. You'll hear from a doctor, a sex worker, a poet, a motivational speaker, an activist, a mother, a birth doula, and all sorts of other people who are walking on an embodied path of healing and transformation as a soul awakening this lifetime. Each one of our guests will be sharing their mystical and numinous and spiritual awakenings, how the sacred has touched their lives and the profane too how they have explored life through sex, drugs, birthing, meditation, prayer, experiencing death and life, and all sorts of different elements that God, Goddess Divine, speaks to us through. If you found that you're also a rebel mystic who doesn't just fit into the simple ideas of good and bad, of spirituality, but sees the nuance that life has to offer us, then I hope you find a home with me here in this podcast. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. On today's episode of the Holy Fuck Podcast, I'm doing a shorter uh, solo cast with just me to answer some of the questions that you've been submitting to me. I'm going to do these in smaller um, little chunks so that if you submit a question, I may have one or two questions in each of the uh, just ask Alexandra Q&As. So, the question that I'm going to answer first is how to process the ending with a beloved when you've opened yourself raw open. Ooh, okay. So I'm guessing what this person is asking is, okay, how do you actually go through a breakup with someone who's been a real, real deep partner who you've opened yourself fully to, right? So it's not like, oh, just a breakup with someone I dated a few months, but actually someone that I went really deep with. How do you process that? So I want to break this down a little bit. So you can look at the different stages of loss. Um, you can Google that. There's some incredible uh, thinkers and leaders and writers um, in the in the psychology and psychotherapy space who have broken down the stages of grief, right? There's definitely one way to look at how we process loss. So when we um, say goodbye or we consciously uncouple or we unconsciously uncouple with a partner, we're essentially dealing with loss first and foremost. So the loss of that person in our life. The funny thing about relationships, I guess it's not funny, it's kind of sad, is that it can feel like a death when we lose someone because often we either have to refrain from seeing them for a certain amount of time and sometimes it's actually like, you refrain from being close to that person like forever, like it's a goodbye, goodbye. And so in that regard, depending on how long you've been in a relationship with someone, it's like feels like a death. Um, that part of the process means grief. It means stopping and deeply grieving. 
And that might mean spending time alone, spending time in nature, engaging in rituals with yourself where you actually cry and you consciously go, okay, I'm going to write down the top memories of me and that person. I'm going to think through them and feel through them in my heart. And I'm going to let myself have some really deep cries. Um, You could do that in the bathtub with salts and candles and really ritualize the experience so that your grief is part of something that you're you're intentionally walking into. I talk about this in my book, Fuck Like a Goddess. We can actually open these spaces of deep feeling intentionally. You know, I think sometimes we think, oh, like uh, emotion has to only exist as a reaction to something, but actually emotion can be called forth as a ritual of healing. So it can exist as a reaction, of course, but you may come home from work and um, get in the bathtub and go, okay, like I actually want to go into some grieving right now. That's not what we traditionally think of as, as emotion. We think that emotion overcomes us. It takes over us. And then, you know, we, we just have to feel through it, but we can actually intentionally open a space where emotion is invited in and then it's closed. And then that space is closed. So it's kind of like opening up a magical portal. So say you light a candle, you get in the tub, um, and say you put on a song that you and that beloved used to listen to, and you give yourself 15 minutes to sob and sob and sob, and then you put on a song that is not related to that beloved, and that actually allows the experience to dissolve. You take some breaths, you do some deep breathing, You finish your bath and then you may get up and shake it out or dance or you may go on a walk or a run and let the experience move through you. That is a really healthy, beautiful way to process emotions where it's not just processing emotions when they overcome us. You can get into a habit of this and it becomes uh, less difficult to process as emotions. That way, if emotions do actually come upon you when you're in a public space or a space at work or someplace where you can't uh, work with them or digest them or process them, then you know how to go back and do it later. This is so important because I don't know about you guys, but often because life we are in a place where we can't have the full emotional release that we need to. Now, I'm a little bit of a freak in this regard because I'll cry pretty much anywhere, <laughs> but not in a client session. So it's a great, um, a great way uh, to just tell, tell, like, talk about. Uh, you can't cry at work necessarily, right? So maybe you can, but with me, I would never have a down big sob in the middle of working with clients. So let's say I'm going through something, I would have to learn how to emotionally access. Uh, that place in myself after work, right? So this is really important when you are healing through a breakup or letting go. If you've opened yourself really, really raw, really vulnerable, then congratulations. The other piece is congratulations. There's a space where even though the the relationship didn't have um, maybe the length that you expected or desired, and I'll talk about that in a second, um, you still succeeded in opening fully to another person, which is insanely difficult for many of us. Many of us have all kinds of feelings, like traumas and uh, life experiences that would keep us from being able to open rawly and, and vulnerably to another human. So I would spend some time reflecting and honoring and congratulating yourself for opening that wide. Um, 
it's so powerful and vulnerable and terrifying. And so just coming back to the space of mitigating or um, making terms with, making peace with, what were the expectations going into a relationship? So because we live in a society that has conditioned us to think that a successful relationship is X amount of time or it ends like ABC, because of some of these these limitations or um, expectations that society has put upon us, we often experience grief or sadness in a relationship that's actually not ours. And so I would identify like, wait a minute, was this a successful relationship? Or, um, you know, is it my, is it my sadness that it wasn't a lifelong relationship? Or is that something society put on me? And this, then when you get into your next relationship, it's important to really come in clear and go, wait a minute, can I walk into this relationship without the expectation that it has to be forever in order for it to be successful? Can I walk into this relationship saying, for me to feel like I've done this relationship fully, I want to feel like I've opened my heart fully, like I've been loved deeply. And there, if you place that frame around a relationship, then you will walk out of that relationship, whether it's five days, five years, you know, 40 years, you'll walk out of that relationship feeling like there's some success and that you've actually done what you set out to do. Doesn't mean there still won't be grief at losing that that person and that love and that comfort and that safety and that delicious, all of it. But you don't have to deal with also the feeling of failure. Society really puts that feeling of failure on us. Oh, if your relationship didn't last for your whole lifetime. But if we look at statistics, it's very rare nowadays that that happens. So It's up to us to go, okay, let me reframe the success of a relationship and not have it be around these external factors, but have it be around the heart, around what we felt together, around what healing we did together, around what growth we did together, around how we supported each other. And then could I actually look at this relationship as a success in my own journey, my own heart's journey and my own healing journey? I recommend this for everyone listening because we can often set ourselves up for extreme disappointment by placing um, expectations on a relationship that are just so far beyond our control. But if we focus on the love and the opening and the healing, then we can actively engage with that daily. If we focus on, are we going to be together forever? We will drive each other crazy and ourselves crazy because that is something that is outside of our control, essentially. Someone could die, someone could get ill, someone could walk out the front door and fall in love with someone else. So it's a real tough one to put all your eggs in that basket. So just to finish this up, this question, processing the ending of one phase or relationship means making space for a beginning. And life death, life come in cycles. So life and the life of a relationship, the life of a human, the life of a business, it's, it's very rare that it's just has no cyclical ending. So when we honor the cycles of life and death all around us, we can honor that within a relationship. 
and we can go, okay, so I'm processing the death of a relationship and soon I will be entering into the new life of something else. So maybe for you, that will be a creative project. Maybe that'll be a trip somewhere. Maybe that'll be a move. Maybe that'll be a new wardrobe. Who knows? But honoring that with the, with the, the full acknowledgement of the death cycle of anything in life, you will make space for the full life cycle of something new. And as humans, we often are terrified of endings and of death, but it's up to us to continue to make friends with this aspect of our being. And then it's actually not so scary. It can be painful. The grieving can still be tough, but we can handle those emotions. And when we just honor that many things end and many things begin, then we can see life from a different point of view. So I hope that that helped your heart that is healing and all of the hearts out there that are healing and that are loving and that are figuring out how we do it all because we're in this together. None of us likely went to elementary school for how to love. So a lot of us are still figuring it out every day and living it, embodying it and um, paving a new way. Sending lots of love to everyone who's listening. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. For more, 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 follow me on IG at Alexandra Roxo, and you can get on my mailing list where I send poems, practices, rituals, links to upcoming retreats and events, and all kinds of goodies. And if this podcast has touched your heart, please let us know. Please write us a review, give us a five-star rating, all that. It means a lot to myself and everyone involved. Big, big love, my darling. Have a fabulous day and see you again very soon.